Everybody has a dream. Everybody has a goal. But what's the plan? Your dream, your goal has to be clear, concise, compelling, consistent, and committed. This podcast is to help all of you automotive sales professionals be more, achieve more, and live more through the hustle and grind of the car business. This is a no BS kind of podcast. This is the real deal. Can you close? Can you push yourself and have that financial freedom you so desire? When everything you've done has failed and you have nowhere else to go, this podcast has your back. Podcasting from the men's room in an unknown location, this is the Automotive Architect Podcast with your host, Ron Garverick. When I stopped making excuses, I found my reason. When I was 21 years old, hell, when I, was, when I graduated from high school, when other people wanted to go to school for... Uh, engineering, being a doctor, uh, you know, being a farmer or whatnot. I didn't want to go to college. The reason I didn't want to go to college because I already spent 13 years in school. I wanted to get out there and be somebody. I wanted to do something. I wanted to be somebody. And what happened was when I told my English teacher, hey, listen, I, I don't really want to go to college. I want to I want to go and do voiceovers for Disney. She goes, well, you got to come up with a plan. I go, well, how do I do that? And this is way before internet. I go, how am I going to come up with a plan? She goes, well, you need to go to the library and you need to find a book that has to do with doing voiceovers and you need to get a hold of, of Universal or, or Disney and write them a letter because we had to write a letter to a college to try to get a scholarship. Well, in my case, I had to write a letter to get employment. So I wrote a letter, comes back two weeks later. Hey, Ron, we're, we're happy that you want to pursue this avenue, but this is what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to find yourself an agent. Mind you, I sent him a little cassette tape of all the voices I did. You know, I did my Bill Clinton. I did my Elmo. I did my Mickey Mouse. I did all of it. I was like, great. Wrote out a letter again. How do I get an agent? Two weeks later, I get a letter in the mail, and you need to get hold of the Screen Actors Guild. There's plenty in every big city. You just need to go and audition for them. If they see that there's potential in you, then you uh, get a gig. They, they, they hire you, and they go find you uh, places to, to work. So there was one in Albuquerque. My mom, dad, and myself went to Albuquerque, New Mexico. I auditioned, gave them my cassette tape. I auditioned for a part for Young and the Restless. And I got the part. And uh, she goes, what we need you to do is we need you to go to LA and because that's where they're doing the filming and start working there. So we get back in the car and, and I'm excited. I tell my dad, yeah, I got a part. I'm gonna go to LA and I'm gonna become an actor. I'm gonna work on uh, Young and the Restless. It's a, for some of y'all out there, it's a, a soap opera. opera. So my dad said, no, you're not. I said, what do you mean, no, I'm not? He goes, you don't know anybody there. You don't have a job. You don't have any money. And you need to make a truck payment. You have a brand new truck that you need to start making a truck payment on. I was so upset for the eight-hour drive back to Liberal, Kansas, I didn't even speak to him. Next morning, it was a Sunday morning, opened up the newspaper. And in that newspaper, it said, 
liberal high school students, graduates, receives um, scholarships. My mom pulls the paper, hands it to me, and it says Ron Garver uh, received a drama scholarship. So I don't know about some of y'all in, in Texas, but when it came to um, getting scholarships, remember the, the, they would come to your school and you would just leave class so you didn't have to be in class and just talk to everybody, Army recruiters, Navy recruiters, Marine recruiters, you get out. Well, I signed up for, for Seward County Community College and I got a scholarship. So I was like, well, there, you know, it pays for my books. Let's just go. So proceeding to stand in line to get my books, I got uh, someone came up to me and asked me what kind of scholarship I got. And I told them and she proceeded to tell me, hey, what if I pay for everything? Would you mind being a yell leader? Now, I was in football, a yell leader. And, and I was in football, so I'm, I was like, what does that consist of? Because I'm not cheering, I'm not rah, rah, yoo-hoo, none of that crap. Because all I need you to do is lift girls up in the air. They sit on the palm of your hand while you're holding them up. <laughs> Depends on who you have become the cheerleaders. It was in my mind. So I did that. Got an associate's degree in psychology, and I got a minor in business. I hated it. I hated going to school because it was holding me back. It was holding me back on what I wanted to do, and that was to be an actor or a comedian. So what happened was, long story short, uh, my dad passed away in 1999 of June, and six months later, I loaded up my 1997 Ford Ranger manual, put all the stuff that I owned that my mom would allow me to take, and I moved to Orlando, Florida or, uh, to proceed in my dream. Long story short there, yeah, I traveled all over the United States, lived in LA, lived in Vegas, lived in New Orleans, lived in New York City, Orlando, Miami, stuff like that, Juarez, Mexico. Came home to see my mom, met a girl, got her pregnant, had a kid. Right there, my dreams are gone because I had to step up and be a father, right? So my whole, my whole avenue of what I wanted to do with my life came crushing down due to the fact of having unprotected sex. I had a child. So with talking to my mentor, I was telling him one day, I said, uh, you know, this, this was my avenue. This is what I wanted to do with my life. And he goes, Ron, can you not see the big picture right now? I said, well, no. What are you talking about? He said, look at it. You were preparing yourself 20 years after the fact you had a dream. You were preparing yourself for right now. Your mind is more mature. Your attitude is more mature. You have a bigger purpose in your life to help others, to stand up in front of people, to coach them, to train them, to mentor them. You weren't ready 20 years ago. You're ready now. So all that that I wanted to do, standing up in front of a crowd, telling jokes, making people laugh, 
not being nervous when people were looking at me, not being nervous when there was a camera in front of me, not being nervous when I'm sitting at a radio station with a mic in front of my face, having thousands and thousands of people listening to what I had to say, doing play-by-play -play football, and not worrying about what people were thinking because I was doing something that I liked. When I went to this training, I was taught about a tree trunk, okay? The tree trunk is the foundation of what you're trying to do with your life. Right now, in your guys' life, your tree trunk is working at this car dealership. You're trying to do everything in your power to make that tree trunk grow, right? You're putting water on it. You're giving it plenty of sunlight. You're giving it plenty of uh, uh, fertilizer so it can grow. You're making sure that there's nothing, no toxins, no, no termites, no nothing is interfering with your tree trunk, right? So with that tree trunk, you're selling cars. Before you can branch out, you've got to be able to be coachable. You've got to be able to learn how to be taught how to branch out. For an example, when, when I talk to the managers about branching out, our branches, when it comes to the dealership, this is the dealership right here. Those are branching out. The dealership is our tree trunk, and each branch represents our departments. And with that being said, if the tree trunk cannot grow if the branches are not growing, right? Remember when you used to be a kid and somebody would tell you that money don't grow on trees? When you go ask your dad for 50 bucks to go buy a brand new game, I think it was 10 bucks back then, 10 bucks for a little Nintendo game, right? Mm -hmm. And your dad would say, Son, what do I look like? Money don't grow on trees. Well, guess what? These little leaves out here, I don't have a green one. Those little things right there, they're called leaves. And guess what? That represents money from your branches. So that being said, when it comes to you guys, when it comes to you and your tree trunk, what do you think it is? What's one of your tree branches? Your family. What else? Financial freedom. That's what the money. What do you need to grow your tree? People. Customers. Right? But the only way you're going to get customers is what? Contacts. That's through email, texts, calls. 
networking, right? What else? Closing? Training. Training. Product <laughs> knowledge. All right there. Your tree trunk. Family. You need the support. If you have 100% of your support from your family, your tree is going to grow. The branches are going to grow. Customers. You can't grow your, your tree without customers. The leaves will not grow without customers. Product knowledge. It's one thing to know everything about your, the car, but if you don't know anything about your competitor's product, you're cutting your own throat. You're slicing your wrist. You're hanging yourself. When someone compares a, a Volkswagen Jetta and says, I'm also looking at a Volkswagen Jetta, but I'm looking at a, a uh, Toyota Corolla or a Ford Focus. If we don't know the competitor's product also and how to overcome, well, ours, ours gets 45 miles per gallon on the highway. Theirs gets 42. Our beams are, are made out of steel. Theirs is made out of cardboard. You can slam our door and it won't hurt it. You slam a Toyota car door, it's going to do some damage to it. Ours is sealed when you're driving down the highway, and even though you're so low to the ground, you can't hear the road like you can in a Ford Focus. You've got to know your competitor's product also. Closing. Guys, if you don't take this book serious and start reading it and start overcoming your own... Uh, the objections that the customers give you, I don't know what to tell you. I had it all typed out for you. Live it day by day. Everything that you do, you need to be learning every single day. When a customer says, you know what? Make a copy of it and get back to and I'll get back to you. You shouldn't have to be making a copy. You make a copy and come back to the customer and say, you know, um, Thomas, I was just thinking while I was making a copy of this, uh, these numbers that any way of you buying this vehicle today, I wouldn't be making a copy of these numbers. I'd be getting your car ready. Now, out of all, all these numbers that I presented you today, which one would be the reason would stop you from buying a car? I wouldn't have to be making a copy for you to take home to think about it. I'd be getting your car ready. That being said, with the numbers that you just seen, which one do you have a concern about? Right? Always have them spitting out. I need to talk to my wife. I need to pray about it. Uh, you know, it's, the price is too high. The payments are too high. I don't have that much money down. I'm just looking. I don't have to buy today. Totally understand.
But if you don't have anything to say, but okay, let me give you my business card and, and give me a call in the next couple of days, nobody needs the next couple of days. People come on your lot to buy cars. The only way that they won't be able to buy cars is if the bank says they have four repos, they've been late every time, they have a bankruptcy, they don't make enough income, they haven't been at their job long enough, they haven't been at their home long enough, they just got started, they're 18 years old, there shouldn't be any reason why they shouldn't buy a car except price, payment, product, person. Remember that. If a customer's not going to buy a car, it's price, payment, product, person. Training. Train every day. If it's not listening to my podcast, if it's not watching my videos, it's getting with Shaka Dyson, it's getting on with um, Ryan Stuman, Steve Richards, Eric Gale, that's E-R-I-K, G-A-I-L. Sean B. Bradley. You know the reason people don't pick up the phones at a dealership? Is because they're scared. And the reason they're scared is because they don't know what to say when they get on the phone. They don't know what to say to a customer when they have an objection. What's your best price? How'd you see it? I seen it online. What website did you see it on? I seen it on Cars Guru. Okay, great. By looking it at looking online, you just took the advantage of taking our coupon price. When you open up the Sunday paper every morning, you take out the comics and you open the rest of it up, you got those little coupons in there and you try to see what kind of discounts you can get at Walmart, Target, Kohl's, JCPenney, stuff like that. Question. Yes. We had, uh, saw a video, uh, Ziegler, mm -hmm. whatever. Uh, he was saying he, he, he had a reply on, on when people you know called the phone like hey is this your best price and he said that what he uses it is or he replied with absolutely not uh, that is just the lowest price I'm legally able to quote on the phone is that, is that a good yeah and what I used to say Joe hates it and and uh, Andrew used it all the time when someone would say hey what's your best price and I would say your presence is your leverage. When can you come in today? Why does he hate that? <clears throat> because Joel doesn't understand the concept of it. Right then and there, you're still, you're trying to sell the car on the phone. Very hard. Because he's still looking online at other cars from other dealerships, right? But if you sell the appointment, you will have a better chance of selling the car with the customers here. You know, Mr. Customer, we price our vehicles online very aggressively because we're not a museum, we're a car dealership. We try to get rid of our vehicles because we get charged an inventory tax for every time the car stays on our lot. That being said, I don't want to miss your business over a couple hundred dollars, but if you're thinking thousands, then we may have to look at a different vehicle. That being said, I have an opening at 3.30 or 5.15, which would work for you today? Sell the appointment, not the car. When I was in the BDC, they were trying to sell the car all the time. Hey, Ron, what's the cheapest price we can give on that? No, sell the appointment. You have an 80% better chance of selling the customer the car when they're here than when they're not here. Unless they're in Dallas, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, New York City, then 
yeah, you're going to have to uh, change it up a little. But the majority of the time when I was selling cars at a dealership, I wasn't calling them on the phone. I was texting them. I was emailing them. I was shooting videos, letting them know, hey, this vehicle right here, this is the one you were looking at. Look how shiny it is. I just got a wash for you. I know you're in New York City, but I just wanted to make sure that you see me clean. There's a difference between with me taking a video of it and you looking at pictures online. I wasn't being lazy. When you stop being lazy, you'll start seeing money. Right? A while ago when we were talking about when you run out of excuses, then you'll start finding your reason. I don't care if you're new or you're a veteran. Stop making excuses. There's no reason that you should say, I can't do this. Yes, you can. This is not for me. Yes, it is. I'm too old. No, you're not. People just don't like me. Yes, they do. If you put in the effort, you're going to find results. I swear to God, that's how it's going to happen. There was times that I always doubted myself because I had someone telling me that I was a worthless piece of shit. Just be completely honest. He would make rude comments all the time. He tried to get me, he, well, he tried to fire me or tried to get me to quit because he didn't have the, the guts to fire me. He tried to get me to quit several times. You're worthless. You can't sell anything. If we had a bad month, it was my fault. But, I, but something within me, when someone was telling me that I couldn't do something, something within me was like, we'll see who lasts here longer, you or I. He tried to take credit when I was the number one salesman in the group. He had nothing to do with it. He tried to take credit when I was number one the second year. The third year, he had nothing to do with it. But did he? He put the fire in my ass to go out there and prove him wrong every time. When he told me I couldn't, I showed him I could. When he told me I won't, I showed him I would. That is sometimes what people need. Owen sits there and says, you know what, Ron is an asshole, but he means well. There's stuff that Ron says that will just throw you off your feet, but he does it for a reason. Yes or no? I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I'm not going to be your friend. I'm not going to go out and drink beers with you. I'm not going to party. I'm not going to go and, and go bowling with you because that's not what I'm here for. I'm not your friend. I'm not your buddy. That, that's the, the fine line that some managers have that confuses a salesperson is when you hang out with them, what happens? You get comfortable, and then when they get their butts chewed out by the manager, it's like, hey, man, I thought we were friends. No, we're not friends. Even when we clock out, no. 
There's times that I didn't go hang out with Joel when he would invite me to come over. And if I did go over there, it was about work. Because I knew I had, I had an ally, and that was his wife. And I'm like, you want to know what Joel was doing today? When he should have been working? Mm-hmm. He was watching the uh, Conor McGregor highlight when he was going to fight Nick Diaz. Yeah. So when you ask him, did you sell a car today? And he tells you no, and you ask why, and he just says it was slow. There's the real reason. When I'm in Tampa, Florida, and I'm at a training deal, and I go and look on my Snapchat, and you have four guys in one room looking at a Conor McGregor fight. I don't think it was Conor McGregor. I think it was somebody else fighting. And then you, you sent a text back going, really? You guys must be really that slow, right? Why aren't you doing your training videos? Why aren't you making your phone calls? Why aren't you setting up for Monday or Tuesday? You ask Cole. He would preach, hey, having a great day today. It's awesome. We're kicking ass. And he goes down. He's wearing sport shorts, his dress shoes, and he's hungover. you're going to talk to talk, you're going to walk the walk. Every single day, I train. In the mornings, I train. At night, I train. It's to better you guys. It's to get you better. It's to get you out there. It's to get you motivated. Get you dedicated. We all got bills to pay. But do we have the money in our bank accounts to pay it? I've had letters. We're going to repo your car. I've had people... Pop shit on my door saying, going to be evicted. I've had it. I've had a hamburger helper. I've told you guys several times. I've slept in my car. I've slept in my trunk because I got tired of sleeping in the back seat of my car and having a police officer knocking on my window. So I got smart. I slept in my trunk. It's dark in there. And then I pop open the, the deal. The seats go back. I roll out. Open the back seat door, get back in the front seat, drive away. I've done it all. I, to this day, still have people in my life that said, Ron, you're not going to amount to anything. You're not going to be anybody. Family members that are 14, 15 years older than me, cousins. Looking at me as a little kid going, you're not going to be anything. I remember one time when, when I was a radio disc jockey and I was hanging out with uh, the con man. He was a radio host, a syndicated show. And we had a concert in Liberal. And uh, Tracy Bird, a country music singer, came down uh, to do a concert. So we all went to a, a, uh, a club after the concert. And my cousins were there, and they were, oh, hi, Ronald, how are you, blah, 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 trying to be all nice to me. I don't think they ever said two words to me when my, when my dad passed away or when we had family get-togethers. And I was like, who the hell are you? Hi, I'm Ronald's cousin, Terry. He, they don't give a fuck who you are. Excuse my language. I'm sorry, I don't know these people. I'm his cousin. No, you're not. I don't know you. I don't owe you anything. 
If you doubt me, I will prove you wrong. If you say I'll amount to nothing, I will prove you wrong. And I will not have you in my life. My aunt passed away back in August. Went to the funeral, didn't speak to nobody. Not even my mom's other two kids. And you see what I said, other two kids? I didn't say brothers. You bring negativity into my life, I don't have nothing to do with you. If you say I'm not going to amount to anything, then you're already dead to me. My mother believes in me. My grandmother believed in me. My grandmother has passed. My mom's still alive. Sometimes I got to break it down in crayon and what I in what I do, because she doesn't understand. She'll probably watch this video, which is okay. Have you talked to your brothers? I'm, I don't have any brothers. I used to look up to these guys, but the decisions they've made in their life. I don't want part of the decisions, the road they are going down. When you have a conversation with somebody and all that comes out of their mouth is a bunch of, a bunch of, of puke and vomit and negativity and they're, they're bitching and complaining about something, I don't need it. I don't need it poisoning my life. I don't need it coming to me and ruining what I have going on for my life right now and you should not either. If you have doubts in yourself, stop. If your wife or your husband or your significant other, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever tells you, listen, this may not be for you. You better pick up that damn ball and you better start driving it. No one should tell you you can't do something. At all. You plant that tree when you started here. You better start branching out. Right? Every single day. The day you were born, you, God had a plan for you. When you came onto this earth, God had a plan for you. Stop fighting Him. True leaders do not create followers. They create better leaders. I used to be told, Ron, not everybody can be like you. You're right. Not everybody can be like me. They can be better. That's all I want. I want you guys to be better than I ever was. I've said it plenty of times before. You give me 100%, I give you 200%. You give me 95, guess what? I give you zero. I'll work harder for you than you will work for yourself and being successful. But you're going to have to figure out how and why. Why you're here today. What you're trying to do. Take criticism. Take an ass chewing. If you get your butt chewed out by a manager, suck it up and learn from it. Find your reason, find your why, and you'll find your results. Who all agrees? Only way you guys are going to get 
get anywhere in life. You will never go to another job or another place of employment and have someone that believes in you as much as I do. Yeah, sometimes when you come to my office, I have that look. That looks, well, what do you say that look is, Owen? With the angry look? Mm -hmm. You got to be able to, you know, pick between the two. You know, a good one or a bad one. It's a turn back around look. Because <laughs> I know some of, some of the questions that you guys ask, you already have the answer. You just need reassurance. You know? Or when you ask that question and I give you that look, like how many times have we went over this? Over and over and over. Have you built a business plan for your career here? Have you figured out what you needed to do? Have you, have you pulled out your tree trunk and drew a line and said, okay, selling cars is my tree trunk. And then you start making branches on how your tree truck's going to grow. And then every, every $2,000 you make, or every $500 you make, you put a leaf. And by the end of the year, that whole tree should be full of leaves. Right? Or have you wrote down your bills for the, for the month. And every time you sell a car and you make a $600 commission, boom. Or you make a $100 mini, well, that's half. You sell another one, boom. And you go all the way down the line till, till your bills are paid. And then you go and see how much you have left, right? And out of that money, what do you do with that extra money? You paid your bills. What do you do? Yeah. Invest in yourself. Buy books. Subscribe to, to videos. Pay $97 and $200 to watch more training videos. Give to charities. Pay it forward. Advertise yourself. I was looking at Facebook the other day. Mr. Uh, Elvis here had a big business card on the side of that atlas. Anybody see it on Facebook? Elvis had his business card on the side of his atlas. When Elvis goes to places, you just pop it on there, drive around, people are going to see it. Street Volkswagen, call Elvis. Oh. <laughs> right? People are going to know. Elvis. Somebody walks in here and goes, I'm here to see James. Nobody's going to know who James is. And when someone says, I'm here to see Elvis, he can be in the back lot and you're going to hear, oh. Right? Make yourself into a character. Elvis. Coach, coach needs to do something with his, with his character. Have a, have a hat on and a whistle and blowing the whistle or something. Get 
People are going to remember that. Bill Have. Find Bill Have on Facebook. B-I-L-L-H-A-V. Dude is crazy. He, he was a salesman five years ago. He didn't even want to be in the car business. He, he was a salesman. He has a challenge right now. Sells 75 cars in 75 days. He also, him and his fiance opened up a, uh, a credit repair company in Pennsylvania. And he's been changing people's credit where they could be able to buy a car. And the reason he was doing it, if he helps you get your credit up, you'll buy a car from him. But he has this, this alter ego. See, the guy wears a, a, uh, a suit and a bow tie. His hair's all spiked up. But he has an alter ego called uh, Bella Ruckus. And it's him dressed up as a female. <laughs> and when he loses bets, he has to dress up as Bella Ruckus. And one of the, one of the videos, he's dancing to uh, Def Leppard pour some sugar on me. It's funny. But people know who he is. People know who Bill Have is. Sean Hayes. Sean Hayes used to, he was a salesman in St. Augustine, Florida at a Hyundai dealership. And he's walking with his, with his uh, what is the camera thing called? Selfie stick. Selfie stick with sunglasses on. And he would say, woo! Sean Hayes here, your car guy in the car business. Facebook, go find my people and drop them on in here. And for 25 minutes, the guy would have his selfie stick walking all around the dealership car lot talking to customers. He's not even a manager, and he's talking to customers. He's talking to other salespeople saying, you need to focus. You need to get your mind right. You need to do this. You need to do that. I had the privilege to meet the guy in Philadelphia, and he's off top notch. He got recruited to go work at a dealership in uh, Kentucky, number two Chevy dealership in the country, and work under a man named by Glenn Lundy. Now, if you don't know Glenn Lundy's story, he, was, he tried to commit suicide. He was homeless. He, he was at the beach, and he was walking into the ocean to try to drown himself, and he kept being pushed back. He kept coming back to the, to the beach, to, to shore. And he started to think that God had a different plan for him, that God had a reason for what he needed to do. And granted, I don't go to church all the time, but I do believe in God, okay? It took me a while. But he knew he had a purpose in life. He was the GM of that store that was number two in the nation. He hired Sean Hayes. Six months, nine months later, I don't know the time frame, but he left to go out on his own to be a trainer, a sales trainer. He's done a great job of it. Sean Hayes went to Richmond, Virginia, and Sean Hayes is now the general manager of a dealership in Rich Richmond, Virginia. Still does his videos every morning. Glenn Lundy does his videos at 5.30, I believe 5.30 Eastern time every morning. It's called the rise and grind. Guy has so much energy. You'll find him in Auto Dealer University. You'll find the story that I just said about him trying to commit suicide. 
trying to drown himself in a, in a, like a minute intro. But the guy is so, he would have his sales meetings, Saturday sales meetings, and put it on camera and post it. He would have it on Facebook Live. Those, those dealer rater reviews that, that we read off every morning, he would have it on the screen. He would read it out to y'all on the screen. And everybody would cheer and holler and high five. <clears throat> the energy that he brought into the dealership made them sell those cars. He believed in his people. Sean is believing in his people right now. And they're blowing the store out of the water in their sales. Not only on volume, but on gross. Sean went to NADA last couple of weeks ago to Vegas to sharpen his axe, to learn more of his craft. That's what we need to be doing every single day. Glenn Lundy went to um, a 10X conference with Grant Cardone. He went to that conference to learn. He's a trainer, but he learned more when he went to go learn from Grant Cardone. Sean V. Bradley went to go. There's so many other people that went there. These guys are trainers themselves. They don't know everything. So if you're a veteran car salesman and you're sitting here going, I know how to sell cars. I sell 30 cars a week. I mean, I'm off. Oh. Yeah. Where are your grosses? Where do you want to be financially? And what are the hours that you're working? Because you can sell cars and make gross at the same time. Guys, last year at this time, new cars was losing mm, about $2,000 a car. Right now, we're losing $17. You don't think I'm not training them to? That I'm not on them? They're buying in because I have proof. Numbers don't lie. You can sell cars and make money at the same time. But don't go right straight to the gross and not listen to the customer and go, hey, what's the car that's making the most? No. If you sell the value of the car, then you'll be selling the, the, the value and not the price. If you show the features and benefits and what is your problem and how I can solve it with these features and benefits of the hot buttons that will make you buy this car, that's what will make you money. If you speed through the process, rush them into finance so they can get out so you can go sell another car, you're not making any money. And at the end of the pay period, you're wondering how you're going to pay your bills, right? So think smarter, not harder, and you'll make a lot of money. Right? Any questions? Thoughts of life. Elvis, you're thinking back there. I, yeah. Everything's what you're saying. One thing I thought of, which I just wrote down, is if you can sell 30 cars per month and ask this question, can I teach someone how I do it? And or teach them how to repeat the process and then predict what their income is going to be every single time. You can. No, I'm asking if you can do it. You know. If I can do it. If, if, if you can do it, 
And then if you're feeling so confident or comfortable, then can you ask the question of, well, can I repeat the process? And then more importantly, can I teach somebody how to do it? I mean, that's to be- So if you, you're saying if, if you could sell 30 cars a month uh-huh. and make money, mm-hmm. are you able to show somebody how to do it? Right, predict the outcome every time. Yes. But they got to be willing to, to listen. Mm-hmm. They got to be coachable. They've got to be willing to listen. They, they can't give their, their two cents worth in if they have no knowledge of what they're talking about. So can you do that? Can you teach somebody something that you have learned a predictable outcome? Owen, can I teach that? Yeah. Um. I used to go based off cars for the month, not go based off girls for the month. That's what I'm going to tell you guys. So, so I don't know the difference. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what girls Volume? cars mean. Volume is how many cars you sell. Okay. Okay? So volume is how many cars you sold. Okay. Gross? <coughs> All right, guys. Gross is not a dirty word. Let's just get that out there. It wouldn't be a meeting if you didn't say that at least once. Gross is not a dirty word. Gross is the profit that you make on a car deal. The two can go together if you sell the value. If you just want to focus on a unit so you can be up on that board... He's not in there. Does anybody know where he's at? No. Nobody knows where he's at? I'm sorry. I think he's here. So, if you're focused on volume and wanting to put a car notch on that board, you're selling price. If you want to sell cars and make lots of money, then you're selling value. You slow down and start to build a relationship and have rapport with them. That's what's come in easily. What's the number difference, though? That's what. So let me ask you, would you want to sell 30 cars and make 10 grand a month, or would you rather sell 15 cars and make 10 grand a month? 15, because it's likely that I've created a much longer-lasting clientele base. You build a relationship. The customers trust you. You're selling the car on the features and benefits. Sounds like a lot less work, too, if you're only selling 15. You're here for a short time, time. A, a day, than working 12-hour shifts. Yeah. I don't know. Me? I'd be working 12 hours a day, period, because what you're waiting on selling right now, and say, oh, I don't come in till noon, you know, I'll, I'll go from there. No. Uh, when, I, when I started, I would, my schedule was eight to five. I thought I had it made, eight to five, going home, come back, there's three cars sold. I'd go to lunch at noon. Hey guys, I'll be back, going to lunch, come back, there'd be a car sold. I'm like, what the hell is going on? When I leave, there are people coming to the lot. You know what? I'm never leaving. I'm working bell to bell every day, six days a week, not taking a day off. I'm, I'm bringing my lunch, having my wife bring my lunch. You know, we would eat right in front of the, the window. Cars will drive by. I'm like, oh, 
because I, I guess I'm a little bit ADD too because if I start something, I don't, I don't want to stop it. So I'm eating, and a guy pulls up on the lot. Joel's gone. Jemiah's gone, and I'm the only one at the dealership. And I'm getting frustrated because now i got to stop eating my sandwich to go out and help a customer. Huh? You think I eat fast. So then I got to the point where I was like, okay, you know, we're going to play a staring game. I'm going to continue eating. The customer's going to continue staring at me. And one of us are going to make a move. And the majority of the time, they would just pull on into to the parking spot and walk in going, I'm looking at a car. Good. Sit down. <laughs> Let me finish my sandwich. First person to speak loses. So it's actually kind of cool to make them wait on you. Yeah. When you're presenting numbers. This is market value for yours, market value for ours. With a $2,000 initial investment, your payments are going to be $375 to $395. I need you to sign right here, and we'll get the car ready for you. And shut up. How am I supposed to say that, and y'all actually take me seriously? Very simple. He does it all the time. They look at him going, wow, you're rude. No. I'm saying me. Would you take me seriously if I said it that way? Yeah. Really? You have to believe in yourself. You have to believe in your numbers. Okay. Well, I can believe in that. I don't know how to believe in myself speaking that aggressively. You will when you be broke. When you broke, you're going to find every reason. It's going to lie something. You're like, I can't understand why they're selling so many cars. <laughs> well, it's the same thing as like when you're homeless, you don't become a picky eater. True. So I've never known that. So that's maybe being homeless. I've, I've, no, I've never right. been hungry. I've never been homeless. I've never uh, been broke. Okay. I challenge you this week. Don't go home. Drop the puppy off at mom's. Uh, no, I just live, got in your, her. <laughs> live in your car or bring the puppy. It'll give you another reason to, to feed. Take your puppy, park on uh, Amarillo Boulevard for a while. Don't take a bath. Don't do, don't do your face. Don't do nothing. Don't do nothing. What happened? I, no, nothing. Because I also know roughing it because I have done all that in the woods. I lived. I lived in Las Cruces, New Mexico, paying $20 a day for a hotel room. If I missed a payment, they put the lock on. All my stuff was inside. I was selling merchandise out of the back of my car. Children's books, candles, watches, pots and pans, cell phone uh, holders, stuff like that. And if I didn't come and make enough money to pay the, the little uh, Patel guy 20 bucks to open my door, I was sleeping in my car that night. He'd be going, then you come again. <laughs> so you're going to find every reason to do what you need to do to close a deal. So if I don't have an underlying reason like that that I can associate with, and mine is just for getting better every time, I need a little, I need a different tactic. To get better every time? Yeah. Always be learning. Okay. Yeah. Okay. ABC. Always be closing. I had the most amazing. Uh, listened to a lot of that Audible this morning. Mm-hmm. What Audible? No, the, um, I don't know, but the part about getting, knowing more so you get less no's. 
It's as easy as ABCs and your one, two, threes. Man, I hate going to school as a kid. I love it. I hated reading. I hated math. I hated computers. Everything. I hated people. <laughs> the clothes are super. I don't think that would change. <laughs> Do what? I said I don't think that would change. What? Which part? I love people. I just don't like stupid people. <laughs> just like Bill Anvil said, if they could wear a sign that says I'm stupid, I would never have to ask them anything. <laughs> a person is smart. People are stupid. Just like they say, people kill people. No, guns kill people. Yes, Owen. Just one thing to say, um, kind of, oh, yeah, um, I don't know which way you guys kind of look about it. Like I said, I thought looking at girls, and I said the units. I feel like the units kind of fall into place at the end of the day. But uh, on your commission sheet, and I'm actually going to do it for me, I noticed that she has something where she totals up your your gross. This is just a, a form that you kind of plug into Excel. I taught her that. So yeah, if you can, what I'm going to tell her to do is basically just total up my whole month, basically. So that is because what I do, basically, I do whatever I'm trying to make for the month. I have a set goal that I set for myself every month. And I subtract my grosses from that. So that means I have X amount of money to make. And that's not counting unit bonuses, um, other little incentives that they give out. This is just cards alone. So unit bonuses and everything at the end of the month, just extra money given to you, basically, that you've made, of course. But I mean, if you're looking for girls, I would recommend you go and talk to her since you can. Just total the money in the office over there. Just total everything. And then also with the bills, I made a little, I bought a whiteboard. And I put all my bills on the whiteboard. I just go every month and start checking them off. So those two things about me financially, so I'm just trying to see So do you subtract your gross from your goal? So pretty much, yeah. So I have a set goal. Yeah. So you've got whatever, let's say 20 grand. Every time you hit it, you just subtract that. You just talk to her. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.